escargots and fancy French wines. It's the Bastille Day episode uh, of Tres Oscar. I thought he was going to say firecrackers and sneak Yeah, but there's no way this is getting out before the 4th. Yeah, true. And sparklers. And sparklers. Mm-hmm. That's all you're allowed in PA, right? Sparklers. No, I think they changed it a lot. I think they upped it a little more. Bottle rockets and... Mm-hmm. Bungholes. Oh, I heard that happens. Um, oh, Trash House Street. Trash Lou, House Street. What's up, Jamie Z? Lou Sasa. Uh, fireworks and yeah, music. It's July 1st. You know whose birthday it is today? Um, no. Debbie Harry's. Oh, Debbie Harry's. Happy yeah. 73rd birthday, Debbie Harry's. Oh, wow. She's a big fan. She listens a lot. She was, yeah, when she's she not does. doing brown acid. Yeah, and pollinating flowers. Pollinating. I think she does. She dresses as a bee. She does. I've seen her. It's scary. A baby. <laughs> that would be at least somehow I don't know what would be worse like I think at first if she dressed as a bee you'd be like that's better than being dressed well, as a bee. didn't she kind of dress up like a bee yeah but if you just saw her like right now we're looking out my window and she was going around flowers dressed as a bee <laughs> you would start to be like eh. and then I you don't might, know you'd, you'd have the nine and the one dialed and you'd just be waiting to dial the th- <laughs> the last thing she pollinates she just shits on and that's how she pollinates <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, would you like my honey? And then she would vomit in a bucket like it's audition. <laughs> oh. So happy Debbie Harry Day. Happy Debbie Harry Day. So what's up? What's new? It's been a couple weeks. It Bruh. has. It's hot. It's We're in the hot. middle of a heat wave. It's like 100 degrees out there. Yeah. I'm checking World Cup scores. Is it Spain and Russia? And I'm probably good to penalty kicks. There's been a mass turtle migration across the roads Ooh. meaning i've seen two turtles <laughs> but they had like for turtles because they're so slow that's a lot yeah i guess it's a tremendous they're slow i believe there's a there's a story about it mm, the tortoise in the hair yeah and this tur- see this asshole turtle thinks he can race a rabbit and he loses i think that's how it goes <laughs> i guess because the rabbit does drugs <laughs> so the moral of the story is don't should, do drugs no it's do do drugs because you win <laughs> do do drugs yeah <laughs> Ugh. Or we're making up for our lack of content. <laughs> yes. So what else is new? What's up? Um, I haven't seen you in uh, about two weeks, I guess. Yeah, since... Um, since the V-Man's birthday. Where me and Victor, Jamie's son, wrote a fan fiction about the Doc McStuffins versus <laughs> Peppa Pig universe. Yeah, it was uh, pretty good. Yeah. What I saw. I was a little too into it. Yeah, I think you were. Yeah, I was. <laughs> when I was getting pissed off that I couldn't find the George toy... <laughs> I know, you should just come over every day, to be honest. It'd be... Because he expects me to play like that. Yeah? I don't, I don't have that patience. No, so you got to just steer some once a week. Yeah, I guess. Well, summer camp's over, so I got them all uh, summer. Let's see. What has been up with me? Not much. It's been really fucking hot, and I've been really faux busy mm-hmm. with events. Not much. Peppa Pig. Saw Bridge on the River Kwai. Oh, at the Colonial? Yeah. Cool. I just watched Blob, Blob Fest next Blob Fest next, next week. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yep. I just burnt through season two of Glow, which you haven't seen yet, so I won't say anything. Yeah, don't say anything. Other than I realized at two points I was actually into the wrestling matches, <laughs> which was weird. Well, they're good. I like watching. But they're wrestling. only like it's only like on Glow, it's like two minutes of wrestling yeah. usually. But yeah, there were a couple matches I was actually invested in the outcome. That's awesome. I finished The Expanse, which was really good this mm-hmm. season. I finished my math class, so I'm actually able to start books and stuff. You got an A. I got an A. I did. I, like, killed on that final. Now mm-hmm. I didn't want to use your calculator. Yeah. I ended up being those, um, those prob... Oh, those probability? Those probability questions that I probably could have used your calculator. And yeah. at the last minute, I realized they had the formula on my calculator, and that's 
Like, I end up getting oh. a, like, 90-something. I got nice. 290 points out of 300, so I oh, got very pretty good. good. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, what the hell is that called? Permutation or prem- permutation? Yes, permutation. yes, that stuff. No one cares. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, the parents trying to have those, mm-hmm. that boy with those three girls or whatever yes. the hell it is. <laughs> and I have my Spartan race the mm-hmm. same uh, weekend as the Blobfest, so I've been actually running Mount Joy and Mount Misery. I did it, like, four times in eight yeah. days. And um, doing good. I just, uh, I need to learn how to climb a rope. That's about it. Have you? There's a lot of good new music out. Yeah, there is. There is. Um, I didn't do half the half of it. Yeah. <laughs> like Madball had a new album out, mm. which a lot of people had a lot of problems with it. Yeah. Madball's been around since the '80s. Now, like when a hardcore band puts out a new album yeah. that long, like, do you have any expectation? No, no one really does. But people are complaining it was too punk. You should that it wasn't enough hardcore. You should be so. Yeah, you should be. It's actually a good album. Mm. I was surprised. For me, not much. Like Nine Inch Nails put out their album. Bad is that Rich. out now? Came out. Yeah. Okay. Which I've not listened to. I haven't either, and I saw Gorillas put one out. Oh yeah. Yeah, I haven't listened to that mm-hmm. either, but I did listen to a couple new things. Yeah. Um, Spiritual Cramp, which we've talked on the podcast yeah. before, came out with an EP. I have an issue with them, but continue. I have an issue with their Bandcamp that it was seven bucks for four songs. I have a different mm-hmm. issue with their Bandcamp, but we will discuss. Anyways, yeah, Spiritual Cramp came out the EP called Police State. This uh, came out in June, since it is July, mm-hmm. off of Deranged Records, um, out of San Francisco. Uh, California, in case you didn't know where San Francisco is. I'm sure there's like a San Francisco, like Iowa or Probably. something like that. And they kind of continue more of their 80s punk slash new wave feel. I think it's more like new wave. Yeah, um, definitely. If you like the first EP, I think you'll definitely like the second one. I really liked it. The first song, Spiritual Cramp, is probably their most different. It's kind of like this gritty, dirty, rock and roll, catchy song. It was my favorite song. My favorite oh, song that is as like well. the whole thing, yeah. Since there's only four songs, I'll kind of talk about all of them. 850 Bryant has like this ska reggae thing going on. Yes. Has very like clash guitars with it. And I like the, f- the female vocals as well. It's like, oh, this is different. Yeah. I feel bad being me. Almost has that another like clash guitars. Like it yeah. reminds me of London Calling a little bit with some like dancey riffs going on. Like a, almost like a Franz Ferdinand met uh, some cla- like London Calling a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it feels like it could have been in Atomic Blonde soundtrack. A little yes, bit. definitely. Yeah. yeah. And then the last song, Blood Co- Blood Claw, is this '80s has this '80s dark waves dark wave feel to it. I liked it. I think it was a great follow up to Mass Hysteria, which was their EP before. And I think they kind of really found their style and they honed in that way. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. So what's your problem? So I really liked it. Well, so here's the problem: yellow fucking font color on white background. Was that the lyrics? That was when you go to their Bandcamp page for the album. Uh, I think I looked at it on my phone and it was different. So it's different. So yeah. so it's a little thing, but it's no, a I big thing. I was, like, I was like, what assholes. I think it's because they're, I, we got their 7-inch. Mark bought it for me. Yeah. And I think it's that, that colors. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, that is kind of dumb. But I really liked it. It did remind me a lot of The Clash. It reminded me, it's something someone said to me years ago. Don't put salt in your eyes, Danny. <laughs> that the police is mm-hmm. reggae for white people. <laughs> I could see that. And it, I don't know why it reminded me of a little bit, but no, I liked it a lot. Um, especially again, Spiritual Cramp, which was the the song that was different than the others, more mm-hmm. so. But yeah. I, the lyrics I, are actually really good too when I read the lyrics. They're like a lot more thoughtful, I, I would presume, like from the last album, mm-hmm. I would say. And his voice really reminds me of like David Byrne now. Like when, Psycho, psycho Killer. Like yeah. That kind the, of like, oh, Talking Head? Yes. David Byrne from Talking Head. But yeah, I really like Spiritual Cramp. I saw them live when they think they opened... For American Nightmare, maybe. I remember you saying, I thought. And uh, it kind of looked like they were—they were not what, like their appearance was not what I expected. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they were good. Mm. 
And that is spiritual cramp police state. Police state. We're yes. living in a police state. Yeah, pretty much. We shouldn't say that. They're listening. Yeah, yeah. You know who would not appreciate the comment I almost just made about a police state? Who? Mommy Longleg. Yeah, I don't think they would. The comment was that I'm a white man and would it be affected? Anyway. You probably wouldn't. Mommy Longlegs, try your best. This is their third LP. Mm-hmm. I listened to it this morning. I liked it. Yeah. It was... It's very, like, gritty and punky. And yeah, it's a lot... To, it's, so it's different than their other two, and it, it, it's sort of... It's more stripped down. It's more punky. Mm-hmm. It's more gritty. They sort of tackle more serious topics than they have before. Yes. Well, they always center around women's issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked it. Are you going to mansplain for us? I'm going <laughs> to mansplain you dizzy dames what it's like. <laughs> There are a few songs about that, actually, on here. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, Bitch Island and Dick Move, which were on um, their EP, yeah. reappear on here. They're actually the, the most different on the album. The third song that was on that EP, which yeah. name eludes me now. I don't remember. But that was even more different, which is probably why it didn't fit here at all. Yeah. Of course, and then there was the cover of People Ain't No Good. But, mm-hmm. but that's, that's neither here nor there. Yes. So it opens with Alien. Mm-hmm. Which is so with a call cool and response. Yeah, it reminded me of a bikini kill. Yeah, I see that. Um, and I was, yeah, like a lot of these songs are very catchy. It's mm-hmm. very glitter punk. I was going around, alien, ah, baby, I'm an alien. And actually, like, I ran fucking to this song every day this week that ah, I Ah, cool. Ditched You. I like Ditched You. That's one um, of my favorite songs. Probably probably Alien and Ditch You are my favorite yeah, songs. Yeah, that was, I love the chorus. Mm-hmm. Ditched You is sort of about male feminists who are kind of shitty to women. Like someone we know, whose name I can't mention. There's a few people we know. There's a few, but I mean, seriously, like it's a very thing. And yeah, the chorus is really, it's just, just like your father, just like your father. And like, I was like, oh, that's what actually made me fall in love with this album. Yeah. So it's one of my two favorite songs. We'll get to the other one. Logging Off mm-hmm. has the single funniest line ever written in music. Which is I don't know. Zuckerberg Suckerberg, <laughs> and <laughs> so that's about like disengaging from social media. No, it's kind of funny because I think that's in like the middle of the album, and I yeah. think that's the song I ended with because I was kind of like just trying to go through it pretty quickly, yeah. and I'm like, is that what I thought? Did she just say turd? And then it just like yeah. escaped me. I missed it the first time, <laughs> but yeah, it's lube the system, sort of about flaunting conviction and sort of like feminine convention, I guess. Abortion? I didn't listen to that. It's about something. I don't know what. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. Uh, Call You Out is another song about sort of calling sort of male and female feminists mm-hmm. on their bullshit that they seem to think they're immune to because they're feminists. Okay. So, like acting shitty towards women, being racist with white feminists versus non-white Black feminists. Mm-hmm. See, again, this is this is that mansplaining, <laughs> but I'm talking to our wonderful audience up. Uh, Probably my favorite song, mm-hmm. Bridezilla. Okay. So Bridezilla was unusual because when I saw the track listing, I thought this would be the song I liked the least. Okay. But it has like a, sort of, it's a horror pop instrumentals. I didn't listen the to organ. it. No, it's, they kind of sold um, me with like a horror pop. But, but yeah, it like, I just lo- yeah, really liked it. It ends with the title track, Try Your Best, which is sort of about ignoring your parent, basically ignoring past conviction because everyone was wrong about what's happening now. So it was good. It was short. Um, like all the songs move. Mm-hmm. Very catchy. How many? How long was it? Like over t- like twenty five minutes? Or I think it was over. T- it might have been like thirty five. Okay. 
Yeah, they're not long songs. No, I noticed they're like, you know, between like two and three minutes, it seemed like. And originally I wasn't even going <laughs> to interview, like, review it. Yeah. But then I was like, this is different it's enough. It's good. I, li- I, I enjoyed it. And it's good. So, there you go. Mama Long Legs. What was the name of the album again? Try Your Best. Try Your Best. Cool. Mm-hmm. Please Die. Self-titled. Mm-hmm. I didn't really send you anything because I didn't think it was really your I thing. listened to it, but yeah, it was not my... Cup of tea. Um, this is a, it's kind of it's not super old. It was out in January, but it's a band from Philly, and they're playing Hardcore Fest, which is this month. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know they were from Philly, and I was like, oh, cool, I'll mm. review it. I liked it, and I, so I reviewed it. And it's kind of it's hardcore punk, skinhead punk. I think they have listed on their band camp. Yeah, and they had a demo out in 2016. I like it. Um, it's fast. It's fun. And then I don't think there's even a track over two minutes and 30 seconds. And it has 13 songs on it. But as I said, they're playing Hardcore mm-hmm. Fest on, I think, Friday. So I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. And, you know, band from Philly. Mm-hmm. They start off with Pay Up, which is like an angry, almost has a slap shot or like a negative effects feel to it. I dig it. Uh, my favorite song is probably pre, uh, called Please Die, which is the name of the band. Yeah. Almost has like a tiny street punk feel about it, but also hardcore at the same time. Uh, I, I just like what they do. I, they don't do anything like super original, I would say, but they, they, if you like like negative effects stuff like that, they do it well, and I enjoyed it. Um, other songs I like was "Lock It Down," "Your Opinion," um, which kind of has funny lyrics, and "Keep." As I said, like I don't have too much to say about it, but I kind of stumbled across it, and I was like, ah, oh, I'd like mm-hmm. people to check them out. So if you kind of like that hardcore that has like a little bit of street punk in it, a little oi, like early sick of it all, or you know, stuff like that, you may like Please Die. So that's my stellar review. Yeah, I mean, I listened to enough of it to be like, all right, I get the, you know, it's just not my thing. Yeah, and that's why yeah. I like didn't uh, really focus on it. Yeah. So yeah, Please Die. I think they're good, and if um, you like them, they're playing Hardcore Fest. Yes. So check them out. Awesome. Pink is the color of unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm saying to you now. But it's also the name of Gabriella Cohen's. Movie. I thought you were going to be like, Pink got a star on the oh, Hollywood. She did. Did she? Yeah. I was thinking, like, because there's an episode of Portlandia, the one where, um, well, it's Fred Armiston, but his character, oh, it's Nance and Peter. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Peter's into Pink, and then she. Oh, like, yeah, I forgot about and that. And then she sleeps with Corbin Burnson. Yeah. Or he just gets she the, changes her hair to like yeah. yeah. He gets the pitch anyway. It doesn't matter. I just uh, finished Portlandia. Um, so this is uh, so pink is the color of unconditional surrender. Gabrielle Cohen. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother turned me on to this. Sort of funny in that he sent me this album as I was getting ready for the last podcast, and I was specifically working on Courtney Barnett. Mm-hmm. And then a couple days ago, when I was really working on Gabrielle Cohen, really into it. Mm-hmm. He asked me if I'd heard the new Courtney Barnett out. <laughs> Ironic, I guess. Don't you think? Mm. This is uh, this came out June first, twenty eighteen. Self published. Self published. Self released. Released and whatever. <laughs> I think they say self published because it's Gabriella Cohen and her her writing partner, okay. her partner in crime, Kate Baby Shakes Dylan. Mm. And I try not to do too much research into this because I don't want it spoiled by reviews. If you happen to look at the Bandcamp review, it's or the, the Bandcamp comment, it's so sloshy and disgusting. Really? Yeah, no, to me, it's like very like. What about the release itself? Or no, well, we'll put a pin in that. We'll okay. talk about that, David. It's it's just something I experience time to time. So Gabriella Cohen was in, I guess, is from Brisbane, Australia. Oh. I think was in. She fronted a band called the Furs, I don't know, never which I had never heard of, but from the few interviews I watched. Mm-hmm. 
I'd say they were probably, like, the Furs, I think, were locally famous. I'm sure. Like, you know, pick a band around here. Like, but I was thinking, like, American Speedway or something. Yeah. How, like, in a short, small area, everyone knows who they are. But yeah. It was big enough that people were bringing it up when they interviewed her. That's cool. How to describe this album? I really liked it. I thought it was... I mean, I texted you last yeah. night about it, so... I really liked it. It's very unusual. Mm-hmm. It's it, got that, like, girl group... Feel, yeah, like very, 60s kind of feel. So it's a combination, like it's gender agnostic. It's the, yeah, the general feel is like sort of the uh, girl group, mm-hmm. even though it's usually, I think, Gabriel Cohen doing the backing vocals in falsetto. There are a lot of songs about fucking LA on this, and we know how I feel about yeah. that. Yeah. I think it's like an autobiographical album about being on tour. Okay. Um, because if you listen to all the songs and what they're saying, they refer to LA a lot, they refer to touring. And they refer to missing someone or being separated from someone. Okay. It opens with Music Machine, which has this real surfy pop thing going. And it's basically about being in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe my one of my three favorite songs in the okay. album. I forget what three songs you sent me. That was one of them. Okay. So I, I listened Yeah, so yeah, I sent you my three favorites, although I had a fourth come out that might be taking whatever. But yeah, Music Machine is just about like gigging okay um it's sort of trying to you know have a presence baby is about being in love with someone who doesn't love you okay that one's weird because it stops and then it ends with his instrumental and the instrumental it sounds such a way like for i thought it was the beginning of the fourth track or third track okay because it's like a completely different like like discontinuous song mm-hmm. but it's not because it's part okay but it's, it's very good it's sort of like an orchestral anthem Ooh, look at you and your fancy language. I know. Mercy, Coffee House Jazz. Yeah. Uh, I think that's. Did you send me that? I might have, okay. yeah. Um, Neil Young Goes Crazy, another one of my <laughs> favorite songs. Has this very, like, it's very mellow, alternating between 60s psychedelic guitar and bluesy okay. guitar. It's very dream poppy. Flirts with space rock. I don't think I listened to that. There are long stretches of instrumental. And that song, that's the one that starts, I heard you were in remission. Okay. So maybe I did, maybe I did send you Mercy instead. Yeah, it almost like, the songs you sent me was like, girl group meets like Jefferson Airplane. Yeah, by and large. Not girl group, like, yeah, you know. Change was sort of bouncy uh, Britpop. Okay. Recognize My Fate, Mm -hmm. which is sort of a sad ballad, but they sing about going to Portugal. Hmm. Then Morning Light, which... If they mentioned Jesus in it, it would be it sound like it began out of something from the American Songbook. Okay. And it turns into a bossa nova. Huh. That one is also about Portugal. What's up with them in Portugal? Hold that thought. Um, <laughs> my favorite song. So my third favorite song, which I sent you, is High Fidelity. Okay. Yeah. Which is sort of the the quasi Motown plastic soul. Yes. Bunk. And I just yeah, I was dancing around on that before you came. This guy stays in front of my bathroom mirror so I can watch myself. Were you singing into your brush? You were like, no, I was like, I have a good, rep- it's a good reputation to have, Jamie, dancing. Uh, so yeah, I really liked it. It's very hard to classify. I mean, singer songwriter, I guess, is the generic. Mm-hmm. No, I liked it. I just, it was different. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. So I think what I had read was they recorded the bulk of this album on a farm in Queensland. Okay. And then they sort of finished it off at various places, including Portugal. Is that why they sing about Portugal? Well, I think, well, the first song about Portugal, Recognize My Fate, 
is she's going to she's basically like I'm going to go to Portugal and I'm going to do these kind of like shitty jobs so I could just be near you. Mm-hmm. And then a morning light is sort of similar about being in Portugal. So I don't know if she has a boyfriend or girlfriend, or maybe her good friend Kate, Kate Baby Shakes Dylan is there, and she just was felt missed her. I don't know. So yeah, I probably didn't do it justice. It's good. I mean, you got to listen to it. Is yeah, I liked thing. it. I thought it was good. I yeah. thought it was, yeah, just different enough, too. What? And that's it. Yeah. It's cool. Pink is the color of unconditional love. Gabrielle Cohen. Gabriella Cohen. Cohen. Aussie. Yes. And she's like, it's funny to watch her in interviews. She clearly just wants to write her music and perform it. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want to be interviewed. And they ask her questions about, like... How old is she? Young, younger? She or? seemed like she was younger. I'm okay. not sure... You're like, her birthday is August 25th. Yeah, and she has the most beautiful brown hair. No, um, like they ask her quite like, they're like, oh, you're going on tour. Who do you want to see at this festival? And she's like, oh, I don't even know who's playing and stuff like that. <laughs> I think she said influences were, um, she said Lou, Lou Reed, Patti Smith. That's cool. And Courtney Barnett. Ah, well, interesting. Which actually, like after thinking about it. That makes sense. Eclectically, it reminds yeah. me a lot of that last Courtney Barnett album. I can see that. And that it was all over the place in a good way. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Culture abuse. Yes. I w- this was like one of my anticipated albums. Yeah. Um, it's their follow-up to... Peach? Peach, yes. Yeah, I was in um, Peach the other day. Um, Bay Dreams is out on Epitaph Records mm-hmm. June of this year. And Spain lost on penalties. I'm glad I didn't watch that. Whoa. Culture abuse caused Spain to lose? <laughs> yes. Anyway, culture abuse, grungy... Kind of like beach punk, party rock, I would say. Yeah. As I said, I, I would even say they're beach weezer. <laughs> so I was very anticipating this mm-hmm. album. So I heard a couple of the songs off it and I was like, eh, yeah. not so into it. So when I got the record itself, though, it kind of, it's not what I wanted, uh-huh. but I think they did a good job with what they did, in my opinion. It starts off with Bay Dreams, alt rock feel to it. Very beachy feeling, has like a winter feel to it. The one song dip is my favorite. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Be Kind to Bugs. That's one of my favorites. I really like it too. It's like a sweet, it's chill song. Totally positive message. Yeah, it's, it's um, Deborah hit Debbie Harry's favorite song. <laughs> and it has that uh, classic, like, the culture abuse has this weird, like, distorted beach guitar feel to it. Yeah. And, like, this is totally shines through in this uh, album. A couple of the other songs, Calm E, another fun song, uh, Dave's. Dave's Not Here, I really like that song. That's almost more of their, or like, old style, kind of. And Dozy's another good song. I didn't want to go through, like, every song, because yeah. they kind of, I don't want to say they all sound alike, but it's a total, like, the like Peach was, I wouldn't say it's negative at all, but this release is totally, like, positive. Like, yeah, I very... want you around, like, be, be kind of bees, be yeah. kind of bugs. Like, it, it's just very super positive mm-hmm. and just, like, a upbeat, good Summer release, like yeah. I'll listen to this all summer more or less. So I made note, really like Dip, uh, really like Be Kind of Bees. The other song I noted was Rats in the Walls. I think that's the second song. That's, yeah. yeah, that's a Lovecraft reference. Okay, yeah. And one of my favorite Lovecraft 
songs. Yeah. And it's sort of about living, like, you live in a shitty apartment and I want to be with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's a fun, good, it's not, as I said, it's not what I wanted, but they did a good job with it. Yes. Like, it was going to be hard to top that, top Peach anyway, because that was one of my, I think my, like, number one record a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, it was a really good album. Like, I was listening to it uh, earlier this and week. And it's, like, a little, a little more polished. But as I said, like, I, I really respect, like, what they did. They are, it's, it's a good feel good, and they're not, like... With all like the shit that's going on in this country or in the world in general, it's a very upbeat, positive message. Yes. So I dig it. I know, like, I'm not, my reviews kind of suck this week, but I just didn't feel like. Yeah. It's. It would be hard to go through every. Not yeah. hard, but I feel like I'd be saying the same thing at every. Yeah. So if you uh-huh. like culture abuse, check it. Definitely check it out. Or if you like kind of alt '90s, like grungy. If you like Weezer, old Weezer, check yeah. it out. Culture abuse. That would be a really cool cover band. What? Old Weezer. Old Weezer. These guys like they're well, what is it? Weezer's probably, yeah, probably getting up there. Late forties, fifties. He's got a whole bunch of like seventy year olds and saying they cover Weezer songs. <laughs> People who actually remembered Buddy Holly. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh that's all our reviews this week. Alright, let's talk about hereditary. Heredity or hereditary? It's hereditary, it's actually. Hereditary. So, uh, the, um, the person taking the tickets must have been super annoyed because I was like, one for heredity? It's, it's very easy to miss because I kept calling heredity too, but it is, I believe, I believe, hereditary. So Let's look it up. So let's look it up. I believe. Jamie's going to look it up. We can talk. Uh, oh, do see do Oh, special props to Mommy Longlegs for writing like a feminist punk album and not mentioning Trump by name. Yeah, it was refreshing this week for all the music we reviewed. I didn't hear one. Trump yeah. reference. Because it's everywhere else. Yeah, pretty much. Um, well, Jamie's looking it up. I did finish Portlandia. Mm-hmm. I was kind of sad to see it go. Hereditary. Yep, you're yep. correct. I'm smart. Mm-hmm. I got like degrees and shit. Yeah, me too. I have a, I have I have a, fa- a degree. I have a fancy calculator that does <laughs> stuff so fancy I don't know. I have a calculator so fancy it's a waste of money because I don't use 99% of the functionality. Yeah. But you're required to have one if you're smart. Yeah. I, I You'll ha- get one soon because you're smart. You got like I have. I don't have the fancy um, graphing calculator. I nice. have. I have the TI eighty. I think. Yeah, I have like an eighty six. Or T. I think, no, I have the T thirty. Yeah, I was gonna say because yeah. the eighty series is when they start their graphing. Yeah. You used to get like people. Like one hundred and twenty bucks, man. Those are yeah, they're not expensive. Cheap. I remember this is a little story about school. So years ago, when I was in school, to be a dental assistant. Yep. No, when I was in school, I took uh, evolution as a class. Really? They had evolution? Yes. How long ago was this? Uh, it was, but evolution was a lot easier because it wasn't, not as much had happened. This is in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. So what you have to know about evolution is it's all math. It is all math. Really? Yeah. Well, a lot of people, myself included, had a very harsh awakening. Yeah, evolution is, I mean, evolution is a process, but the, the study of evolution is largely, it's all like probability functions for genes and stuff. Oh, uh, no, yeah, a large, right, I mean, yeah. Just, you also, there's another section like cladistics where it's... It's all the crossing over of genes, like what's the probability of this and, and that and that. And I then there's like stuff that. like, like, it's like a whole bunch of weird, and it's very weedy math, and it was taught by a professor who was not particularly good at teaching math. All the punkit squares, punit squares. Punit squares. But, um, and he eventually got fired, I believe. Mm. He was my advisor briefly. Um, Good story. And then he felt, hey. Well, anyway, so you get like, so so it's a lot of math. And I remember two guys in the final, mm-hmm. they had, had their graphing calculators. One of them had 
a Tetris program on there, huh. and he downloaded it to the other, and both the, the batteries on both their calculators died for the final. Dumb, dumb I, I got an A. Because ah. I figured out how to program shit into my calculator, and I just cheated. Eh, that's uh, not really cheating. Well, it is if you you put, like, it's like matrix algebra, and you just put the matrix. It basically, yes. Anyway, so, <laughs> this is my way of saying hereditary, <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm Way off, yeah. yeah. So, uh, her- and there are gonna be spoilers here probably because I ain't gonna give a shit. So. It's been out long enough now too. Yeah. So I liked it. Yeah. There's parts of it I liked, and parts of it I was kind of like, eh. Like, mm-hmm. I thought there were some really creepy parts. I thought it was a really cool death scene. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. <laughs> like, uh, so I, my plan was when I got in the elevator to go to Lou's apartment, I mean our studio, <laughs> I was gonna go. And really creep out Lou. And, it does, and I thought of it way too late. I thought of it walking she down She did the it, hall. but here, the, it's such a creepy sound, so that's like... If I heard that in my car, I would just drive off Well, the even like there's a scene... So, Hereditary is about a, a family... With Gabriel Byrne. With Gabriel, yeah. Gabriel Byrne, uh, Tony Collette, I think. Is it Tony Collette? I'm, I'm not sure if it's Tony Collette or Famke Jansen. I'm not sure. And then... They have uh, two kids. They have a son mm-hmm. whose complexion is so dark. Yeah, it was kind of like... Yeah, well, the actor mm-hmm. played Young Rock in Jumanji too. Oh, wow. And then a younger sister, a 13-year-old daughter... Yeah. ...who has a, like, looks like she's 47 years old in the Well, so I'm guessing she had some type of birth defect or something yeah. like that. Yeah. She's been in other stuff, too. Has she? I'm pretty sure, yeah. So, it's basically, I mean, at least it starts out, it's about a family dealing with the death of their of the of a grandma basically the it, grandmother or the um the the wife's mother so the wife's mother and her and her she has a really fucked up relationship and it's really like weird yeah and then it just gets and the mom makes all these weird tiny miniature stuff yeah and the one thing that was weird oh. <laughs> was did you see like the grandma with the boobs yeah so there's a scene where like but she does say was trying to feed Charlie all the time the youngest so yeah like um well you I don't remember any of the names Charlie well I just saw it like. Two days Charlie. ago. Charlie. Charlie um, and Peter, I think, was the boy's name. Yeah. Yeah, they make... Um, Annie was the wife, and he, I don't remember his name. He like, Gabriel Byrne's Annie. character was the worst character. He kind of sucked. Like, his dialogue doesn't... It sounds like it's not written by people. What did he even people. do? It was like, I work at a job office. Like, I always just think he's a psychiatrist all the time. <laughs> he works at generic... Why? Well, because of in treatment? Probably that, but he, like... He just seems yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> father, like, worked... In generic business. <laughs> yeah. And they had like this cabin like in, I, I presume Colorado or Wyoming or something. I have no idea where it was at. The mom dealing with like kind of like the fucked up death of her mother. Yeah. And then... Her mother was all into like this occult spiritual stuff. And so like Annie's going through her stuff and she sees like all this like spiritualism weird stuff. And she's yeah. like, eh, this is, yeah. this is the big deal. I don't need to worry about <laughs> this. And basically like the, it's, it's very slow moving. Yeah, like, there's another thing that you're like, ooh, foreshadowing. When uh, they're like, oh, did you eat? There was a peanuts in that chocolate. We didn't yeah, bring uh, that EpiPen. Look, no, it's just, like, I'm surprised uh, they didn't all over and like wink. Into there the are camera. some, <laughs> yeah, there are a few really ham-fisted, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like the daughter is allergic to nuts. Yeah, which they tell you like a thousand and five yeah. times and you're like, hmm. But somehow she doesn't carry an EpiPen with her Ever. everywhere. Because it's not like peanuts are like, she like, just constantly eats candy, and like she obviously there's something like wrong with her. Yeah. Like she is like cutting heads off of birds, which they never explain really. She's just weird. So the daughter's a little weirdo. Yeah. The son is kind of trying to be like normal, and he yeah. smokes weed and shit. He smokes a lot of weed. 
Which then, like, the grandmother kind of appears to the youngest daughter, and they never really explain it to a point. They, I kind of get why, but I'll get... Is so, that like they were trying to make her be king of hell? I don't know why I'm shaking my... Let's go, <laughs> let's go through it, though, and I'll get through it. Okay. So, like, the first... It's very... Like, the first hour, it didn't even have to be a horror movie. It could have been mm. a really messed up, horrible drama. Well, that's what I liked about it, because it was like a slow build-up, like a, like a creepy J-horror mm-hmm. movie, that there's just enough to, like, kind of creep you out. Yeah. It's a super slow build, but when it takes off... Yeah. Which it takes off in the last, what, 30 minutes of the movie? Yeah, I mean, to be... The death of Charlie, though, is like 45 minutes in. Yeah. Or maybe even a half hour so, in. And that's when you're like, what the fuck? So, yeah, there's well, some like... some of this death scene, because it was pretty fucking So, crazy. yeah, I actually... Not only does mom, red-haired... Annie. Annie, thank you, we'll call mm-hmm. her Annie. Not only does Annie have this messed up relationship with her mother, she has a really like fucked up relationship with her son. Yeah, but you find out. And later. you find out, well, yeah, and it's Which like is really it, fucked up. And she's also like really, it's really she's very narcissistic. Basically, so at one point she talks about sleepwalking mm-hmm. and how she woke up and she had doused her son and her daughter in gasoline, paint thinner, and had a match. And she had a, a match, match. Woke her up. But then when she's telling this, she gets super pissy. She's like, that, "I was just sleepwalking. It wasn't my fault." And how like they didn't forgive her, but yeah, so it's. <laughs> There's something up with the mom. And you're like, what? And then you find out her whole family's schizo, too, in that yeah. whole, that scene. Oh, it's like her Her fa- brother killed herself, the mom, or the father killed himself. Oh, her father had psychotic depression and starved himself to, th- I think, <laughs> I think something else happened with the father. Yeah. She makes her 16-year-old son take her 13-year-old daughter to a party. Yes, which is stupid. And, and also, he asks, like, to bar the car, and she's really, like, a fucking... She's like, are you going to be drinking? And he's like, no. Because he probably smokes weed anyway. Yeah. He really didn't drink. <laughs> she's wandering around and no one's questioning why this 13-year-old girl's at this party. Yeah. And he's he's getting his... his Smoke on. His smoke on. With a girl I did like that the girl's like, you got weed? He's like, yeah, I want to go smoke it. And there's like three other people in the room. And you tell he's like kind of... Pissed. And he's not like super mean with... He's not like super mad that his sister's with him. You yeah. know what I mean? He's just like, you know, just, you know, I'm going to smoke. So you stand like yeah. someplace else while I so, so, well, let's get pot coupons is what I like to call them. So, a pot coupon, or no, not pot, a plot coupon. A pot coupon would be. I was like, what? When, I don't even when, know. What if you're they legalize about. it federally and you have to start off where he says, no, a plot coupon is a conceit that is introduced specifically to advance a plot in a movie yeah. in a non intuitive manner. Yeah. So, like, when they have to tell you. There better not be nuts in that candy bar. <laughs> yes. Plot coupon. The second plot coupon is... Look, they're eating chocolate cake yeah, over there. Yeah, they're eating chocolate cake. Who eats and by the way, who eats... Fu- like, <laughs> you know, I know that's not crazy to have nuts and chocolate cake, but no, you wouldn't... Like, you'd just get a fucking chocolate cake. And if you know your sister's allergic to nuts, you'd be like, yo, f- make sure there's not nuts in that fucking chocolate cake. And she's also 13, <laughs> and she knows she's allergic to nuts. So basically... <laughs> I mean, seriously, it is plot coupons are plenty. We're not winning anybody. On but this. if this movie wasn't so good, and even if the payoff for this scene yes. wasn't so good. So imagine that there's nuts in the cake. So she starts, and she's like, what's happened to me? Like, you're fucking allergic yeah. to nuts. You're dumbass. Like, come on, you're not two. And I'll say, the reason, like, the other reason you can kind of forgive a lot of this stuff is up to this, like, the movie is so depressing yeah. that there's no room to, like, kind of... Maybe that's what it, it beats you down with depression, so you don't feel like you can argue that. Yeah. So yeah, so the girl eats a big old cake full of nuts, <laughs> uh, and then like Stone Brothers, like okay, I'll drive you, which probably didn't marry a Stone anyway. Although I was thinking that, and um, 
He's they're, like, let me, yeah, rush you to, no one calls 911. They yeah. decide to run, he decides to drive to the hospital. Yeah. And she puts her head out the window <laughs> to try to breathe. Yes. And then you see like. Uh, something in the road, like a dead body and some type of apparition, I'm sure. Yeah. And he swerves and her face, her head runs into a fucking like. Telephone pole. A telephone pole. So at Bam! that point. You're like, fuck. I was like, fuck. I I'm said like, it's like, At first you're like. Dude, did that just happen? Because he kind of just stops and he's just like, he just stops for a couple minutes yeah. and then drives home. Yeah. So I've we've both watched many horror movies over the years. Yeah. It is very rare that something at this point especially causes me to react. Yeah. You're like, fuck. I actually, I slap my hand against my mouth. <laughs> like, like so uncontrollably. Like, I was shocked. Yeah. I and, then, and then when you get to see the head. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. So... So then brother Peter just drives home, doesn't tell anybody what happens, and just leaves the car in the, in yeah. the driveway. And that's, a, yeah, he like drives home, he just goes to bed, and, goes to bed. And then you hear her mom go, oh, I'm going to go wherever. wherever and then you hear like this, and then you see her start screaming. And like sobbing uncontrollable. Yes. <laughs> that's how they find out that their daughter's dead, the yeah. sister's dead. And then again, like Gabriel Byrne makes odd statements that may, like he'll be like, like, almost like it was, like, translated from another language. And I can't think of anything. Fortunately, he's such a minor presence in yeah. the movie. You can see his wiener. Really? I think, at the end. Oh, when he's burned? I think so, yeah. yeah I wasn't really taking notice. I was, I was, I was like, was, what the fuck is going on? I was filming that with my camera for later use. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, it just starts to get supernatural because she's going to this grief group. and Yeah, and, like, this person befriends her from a group the grief group who wasn't in the grief group but yeah and she's like are you going somewhere i'd be like and then she's like this is weird my annie the this is weird when she goes over their apartment my my mom used to make stuff like yeah, this yeah i was like oh jesus christ a fucking and then they start doing seance they're like oh you just have to say these weird words and it's like oh maybe yeah. my mom was into spiritualism and left me this weird creepy note that we're yeah. gonna be all in rich. oh that's right i forgot there was a note and like Oh, like... And all these creepy people showed up to the funeral. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like the Adams family shows up at the funeral. <laughs> where, oh, and she's just like sobbing uncontrollably. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, so she makes these little um, miniature stuff, and she actually makes a recreation of the accident. Of And like the head is on. Yeah. yeah it's pretty crazy. So that's a lot. There's a scene where like the My mother watching them have sex, I think, or something. And then the one where like the grandmother, I mean... Has like the baby, like her breast is out. Yeah, yeah. So it's all this creepy, weird stuff. My favorite part is when she goes and she's talking to Peter, and yeah. they're but like her, she's dreaming that the ants are like eating Peter. Yeah, and then uh, Peter's dreaming about her, and she's all like, "I tried to have a miscarriage. Like I tried oh, to do all this it's stuff." Brutal. Yeah, it is, you're like, "Oh my god!" There this is not is awful. a moment of levity in this movie, <laughs> and ultimately, it's I would say better Lords of Salem. Yeah, like ultimately, you're not sure if she's doing all this stuff. It's in her head because she's schizophrenic mm -hmm. because there's like her mom's grave is desecrated and they find the mom in the attic. Yeah, headless. Which they're like, what's the smell? Yeah. <laughs> headless and like someone obviously robbed the grave and you're not really sure if it is the Annie or not. Like, yeah, that's never clear. Or if it's this cult thing because the cult thing starts getting out of hand. Not, I wouldn't even say out of hand. Yeah. Like it starts making more sense and... Peter is supposed to be this new king of hell. So the um, the payoff. Oh, ultimately it seems to be they're trying to get Peter to either. Did do you think he dies at the end? So not at the end, but when he. So at some point, like Peter, basically, like everyone, one by one, everyone 
who's still alive yeah. gets hip to what's happening. At one point in time when I'm in the theater when like Annie's in the son's room and he wakes up from after smashing his head into the oh. and like Annie kinda like floats away, everyone started laughing in the theater. Really? Yeah, oh, they're like they're like oh, oh there's oh. a scene where yeah, like that like Peter who's sort of having his own issues, he smashes his Face, face into directly desk. into the desk. Now, apparently, I was reading the trivia. Mm-hmm. Like it was supposed to be like a soft desk, but it wasn't. Oh, so he really probably should yeah. himself. Yeah. Ultimately, it's like they're Satanists. Oh, by the way, what Satanists keep a fucking album of I just know. pictures, like fun pictures, memories. Yeah. <laughs> and like he goes up. There's a treehouse, mm-hmm. and he goes up to the treehouse, and it's basically the coven, and they sort of an exposition. They reveal that, like, you're, you're Paimon, one of the 12 lords of hell, or something mm-hmm. like that. And that's kind of how it ends. Yeah. <laughs> now, I really liked it. As I said, I like parts of it, and parts of it I was kind of that was kind of useless, in my opinion. Kind of went yeah. nowhere. Yeah. But I, I, I thought it was a good horror movie. Yeah, I did. I would have, like, I could have done without. Honestly, the, so the end, there's, like, exposition. Mm-hmm. Which you sort of, it's hinted at earlier, because they, like... She finds, like, some, you know, we'll call it a spooky book, Annie. Yeah. And it has a picture of, like, Paymon, and it yeah. says, like, likes little boy. Well, he likes to possess young, vulnerable males. Yeah. And I think you could have, at the end, like, he, a sort of weird, maybe possessed, but maybe messed up in the head Peter. Yeah. Goes up into the treehouse, and they put a crown on him and stuff. Yeah. I think he could have left it there and, and drawn the dots. Yeah. But no, I really liked it. I think the father... Gabriel Burns. No, no, um... The father, oh, okay. he starved himself. I think locked himself trying to avoid the mother. Probably. That's what I kind of thought. And maybe like the, yeah, it's, it was a very good movie. Very fucked up. Yeah. I, I, as I said, I liked it. There's parts that kind of know it went nowhere. Like, I did like how you still wonder if it was all in either Peter or Annie's head. Because it could have been, but mm-hmm. I think it was more straightforward, like the Satan and yeah. stuff. But. but ultimately it's a horror movie. It's like, let's cut the shit. Yeah. It was like, it reminded me of, um. And I know, like, some people either love The Conjuring or hated it. I just, I like it, like, kind of original movie. Like, yeah. I don't think it was based off anything. If it is, I didn't do that much research mm-hmm. on it. But um, I thought it was good. Yeah, I like it. And I still have to see Solo. I might see that this week. Uh, you see I'm all that fucking <laughs> nerd, nerd crap that, like, they wrote an official document with um, Star Wars. I think who posted it? Like, JD posted it on his Facebook. Did you see that? No. It was like, we, the fans of Star Wars, want you to retract. You were talking about that before. Oh, like, that's right. JD put it? Yeah. He put I it. hate he, No, he, he didn't oh. agree with it. He just right. posted it. Yeah, it's, and I just put, losers. Because you're a fucking loser. Get a, get a Here's line. what I'm fascinated about Star Wars. Aside from the fact that it's this shitty, I don't know, fans who think it owes them to them, whatever. Yeah. Disney buys Lucasfilm, buys all the rights, $4 billion, whatever. Yeah. And they bought Fox. What? They bought Fox. And they bought, did they buy the Echo 3 yet? I'm pretty sure. Might see an actual X-Men Avengers coming. So they buy, they buy all the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Presumably with the intent of using this as a big machine to make movies forever. Yeah. Then find out that maybe with with Solo kind of quote unquote failing because mm-hmm. they've stopped production on the indie movie. Yeah, that's what I heard. But, I heard that they weren't even going to like it was just in theory like they didn't even start anything. Yeah, there's a lot of weirdness, but it's weird like that they have to kind of retool and maybe they realize that. Let's put it out at a bad time, in my opinion. I think they needed to pace it out more, and that's sort of what I think they think they can push these things out. Yeah, like superhero movies. Mm-hmm. But it's just sort of weird that they bought like a property that might not be. Well, it's like a very valuable property. It's not worth what they. I think putting it against um, Avengers and what else? What came out or Undeadpool? Like it had yeah. to compete with that, you know. And, 
And people, I don't know, I think, like, again, going to the shitty fans, Yeah. a lot of them don't want different things. They want the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Because they're stupid. They're dumb-dumbs. Yeah. Bunch of a-holes. Yeah. Ooh. Bunch of ass-holes. So, uh, let's... Guess call the day. The, yeah, we actually <sighs> talked about a sustained topic after... <laughs> so, next time, I promise, we'll have a topic... Yeah, we'll definitely have a try. It's uh, been forever and a half. Yeah, we Maybe just we'll keep get, forgetting. I'll ask Jenks. I haven't talked to Jenks in a little bit. Yeah. and uh, Or we'll ask your bro or... Yeah, I want to do... Um, we'll try to get one out in a couple a weeks. A filler episode at some point to bank, so if we ever have a long stretch. Yeah. And that is it. Oh, Kinks are supposedly getting back together. Yeah, I, uh, that's awesome. Mor- Morrissey canceled another tour. Ooh, I know. Do you think like if he ever he put up tour dates again, anyone will fucking buy tickets no. at this point now? I think Peter Murphy is doing, if he ever gets out of Turkey again. Doing a tour. He's doing a Bauhaus tour with David Ash, I believe. Yeah, that'd be cool. Which I would go see that again, yeah. even though we saw him play Mr. Moonlight, and I liked it a lot. Yeah, that was cool. And that's it. Uh, you, you know, wherever you can find us, I don't even want to bother. Yeah, us. rate us, review us on iTunes. That always helps. We only have like three reviews, so yeah. do it up. 300. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, everyone, you have a good Bastille Day. Yes, and happy Debbie Harry Day. And Debbie Harry Day. Awesome. Awesome. Bye-bye. See ya. See ya.